Welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to yet another edition of the Truth Hurts program, Friday, December the 3rd, 2021. I am Steve Z. A long time ago, in high school, I took a job part-time at a radio station. I went to a broadcasting school over the summer between my junior and senior year in high school, and I finished tops in the broadcasting and broadcast journalism classes. I got my FCC broadcasting license shortly thereafter, got a job at a radio station working part-time on weekends and at night, spinning records as a disc jockey, a DJ. I also did many outdoor events as an MC, Master of Ceremonies, and I DJed private parties and weddings and gatherings and church fairs and then regional fairs and festivals. I also played music in a band, so I spent a lot of time behind microphones. I remember the owner of one of the major radio stations that I had worked for at the time. He auditioned me and said, your voice sounds like you're trying to sing instead of trying to speak. When you say the call letters of our station, and I'm going to make up the call letters here, ZYXWFM. Of course, that's not the real station ID. But he said, I wish for you to announce it ZYXWFM. At that time, I was even more full of myself than I am these days. And I remember telling him, why don't you just hire the robot from the Jetsons to do your station caller ID? He smiled and kept me on board, but always looked at me out of the corner of his eye. I guess even back then I was a smartass. I brought up this topic because I'm watching television and listening to the radio and I hear virtually no enunciation, no diction, no pauses, no emphasis, no inflection in people's mannerisms of speaking. It just sounds to me like a bunch of people with no formal training at all have been given jobs in the broadcasting and entertaining industry. And what does that mean for those who worked hard throughout their lives to develop their own style, to develop their own cadence, their own rhythm, their own diction and articulation? Those who try very hard to not talk with an accent or, you know, sound too colloquial or something like that. It's virtually a wasteland out there in broadcast land. Oh, and speaking of broadcast land, apparently a 13% hyphenated American minority now owns a famous meteorology channel on the cable and satellite networks. And he, because he is black African American, automatically thinks the world is out to get him because of the color of his skin and filed suit in federal court against Mickey D's, the fast food joint because McDonald's supposedly has refused to advertise on black-owned media networks because of the owner's race. But a federal judge wisely dismissed a discrimination lawsuit which accused McDonald's of refusing to advertise on black-owned media networks because of their owner's race. According to a news article, U.S. District Judge Fernando Olguin ruled on Tuesday that entertainment studios, networks, and the Weather Group failed to provide enough evidence to show that the fast food giant McDonald's had discriminated by not advertising 
with the black-owned media outfit. Here's something before I go into this article. If I own the redneck boot and flannel shirt store, I probably would not advertise on BET. Doesn't mean I'm discriminating. It just means that I don't think the viewer demographic of the BET Black Entertainment Television Network would really be a good place for me to put my advertising dollars. I don't see a bunch of redneck Blafrican American 13% hyphenated minorities coming into my flannel and boot store to buy cowboy duds. Conversely, I don't think that FUBU or some other hip-hop fashion store really wants to spend their advertising dollars on the country music channel. Well, there is some crossover now, so perhaps. Let's say on a channel devoted to hunting and fishing enthusiasts. Is that better? That judge, Fernando Olguin, ruled that entertainment studio networks and weather group failed to provide enough evidence to show that the fast food giant had discriminated by not advertising with black-owned media. Entertainment Studios, by the way, is owned by black media entrepreneur Byron Allen, who accused McDonald's of instituting, quote, racially discriminatory contracting processes that pigeonholed the company for an African-American audience. <laughs> McDonald's didn't advertise on our station as much as they advertised on somebody else's, so it must be systemic racism. <laughs> the company argues it has programming geared towards a variety of viewers, especially after its 2018 purchase of the Weather Channel. That's right, boys and girls. The Weather Channel the home of Jim Cantori and his overacting as he hangs on to light poles and stop signs claiming to be blown by the wind when guys in shorts holding umbrellas walk 10 feet away from him, not affected by the wind at all. A black guy now owns the Weather Channel. This race-baiting idiot, Mr. Allen, says that McDonald's established a two-tiered race-based system and shut him, the plaintiff, out of the general market in other words, white-owned media tier. According to this complaint, he was seeking $10 billion in damages. The U.S. federal judge wisely said the allegations were not supported. The plaintiff said they had attempted many times to contract with McDonald's, but the judge wrote the only supporting allegations were that marketing representatives for Allen pitched the Weather Channel to the McDonald's ad agency after Allen acquired the network. The allegations appear to be insufficient, the judge wrote. He said, plaintiffs allege that defendants' contracts with similarly situated white-owned networks, but there were few details regarding the comparator networks. The judge dismissed Allen's complaint against McDonald's. He directed the plaintiffs to go ahead and file an amended complaint by December 10th if they wish to continue to pursue this ridiculous, ridiculous allegation. Attorneys for the plaintiff will file a new complaint with more details whereupon I fully expect the case to go forward with discovery and trial, said Skip Miller, a partner at their attorney firm. The former attorney in the Barack Hussein Barry Sotero Obama regime, Attorney General Loretta Lynch, is now a partner at the law firm Paul Weiss, who represents McDonald's, and they say the fast food giant will prevail if the plaintiffs choose to extend this litigation. The case is about revenue, not race. It was dismissed because plaintiffs have provided absolutely no factual basis 
for their claims, the attorney said. Should the plaintiffs amend their complaint for a second time, we'll be ready to assess the new claims and move again, as we believe there is no evidence supporting this meritless case. Wow. They will use any excuse they can to play the race card. This is the Truth Hurts program. Hello, crackers. Yo, white bread. Have you ever wanted to play the race card, but your skin is just too light? Is your hair too straight or too blonde? Do you have blue eyes? Is your nose pointy? You don't obviously have what it takes to be able to play the race card. Until now. New from Game Card Industry Syndicate is a full deck of 54 race cards that you can play anytime, any place that you want to. Four sets of 13 individual suits of cards plus two jokers that can be used in any situation where your white privilege is creating a scene. The deck includes 13 solid black cards, 13 dark brown cards, 13 light brown cards, and 13 Asian cards, complete with oriental numerals. There's also two jokers. One shows the face of Al Sharptongue and the other, Jesse, Jack's son. Your complete set of race cards is not available in stores, so you have to act now before this offer is censored by the mainstream media and social media platforms. Now even the fairest-skinned, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, freckle-faced conservative Caucasian can play the race card. To order, call toll-free 1-855-BIG-CHIP. That's 1-855-BIG-CHIP. Like the chip on the shoulders of those who don't want you to be able to play the race card. Operators are standing by. Ask now how you can add a deck of LGBTQ cards for use anytime you need a gay pass. Gropey Joe Biden keeps relying on Dr. Anthony Fucci to run his piss-poor response to the COVID-19 virus here in the United States. Newsweek reported yesterday that COVID cases are dropping in the five least vaccinated states. And that has Fucci in the Biden administration scrambling to find ways to make other excuses for this reality. The five states that have the lowest percentages of their populations fully vaccinated are seeing a fall in COVID case numbers, according to data from the New York Slimes. West Virginia, Idaho, Wyoming, Alabama, and Mississippi have all seen their daily average case counts fall over the past two weeks. West Virginia, the home of Joe Manchin, is the least vaccinated state with only 42% of the population fully stuck. Their daily average of new cases fell by 7% over the last two weeks. Idaho says 45% of their state is fully vaccinated and they've seen average cases fall by, you ready for this? 24% over the last two weeks. Wyoming, 46% fully vaccinated saw a 48% drop in cases. Alabama, 46% fully vaccinated, saw a 41% drop in new cases. Mississippi has 47% of its population fully stuck by the jab. 
and their case count has dropped by 41% in the last 14 days. Telling you, my friends, the Biden administration is losing their mind over these facts, these realities. But you won't hear about these numbers in the mainstream media. Such a shame. They're leaving gropey Joe Biden and Camel Toe Harris in bulk. Supporters, that is. Those who should be his closest allies and supporters, the environmentalist nutjob groups that claim President Biden was their hero, They're now accusing Biden of failing to deliver on his green promises, and now they're demanding action. They made an unusual move yesterday. Friends of the Earth, a wacky environmentalist group, says they will elbow their way into the annual lighting of the national Christmas tree to push Biden to curb energy development on federal lands. Just a couple of weeks after the court's told him he must allow this drilling to continue. The group dubbed the effort Biden's Oily Christmas, 12 Days of Public Land Giveaways. These nut jobs are going to sing Christmas carols rewritten to blast oil and gas leasing on public lands. Oh, I don't think they can do as good a job as I can rewriting classic Christmas carols. But hey, they're more than welcome to give it a shot. Heck, I think I could do an entire Christmas-themed album about this year's debacle as the Grinch, Joe Biden, steals your Christmas. I can see it now. Oh, good for me. Oh, good for me. My car, it runs electrically. Oh, look and see, yes, look and see, environmental friendly. But how it's charged with coal and oil, tree huggers plan that fact does foil. Oh, shame on thee, oh, shame on thee, the facts prove my case so totally. Silent night, cold dark night, the house is cold, we have no light, the sun's been out for three days now, no solar power, we're freezing right now. Please just turn on the lights. Let me burn some oil just for one night. I tried to make a trip to my grandmama's house to see. But I drive a electric car and it runs on electricity. I got no place to charge. This thing don't go too far. 
Oh, President, you idiot. I hate electric cars. Yeah, no oil wells, no gas wells in the USA. Cause we can't drill, OPEC is thrilled, and someone's got to pay. Hey, Joe's a joke, the country's woke, and we can't catch no breaks. Give us gas, not your verbal trash, please help the USA. Oh, oh yeah, I like this one. This is a good one, okay? Here we go. You ready? You want to sing it for me? Okay, here we go. Oh, 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 I don't need no gas for Christmas. I don't need no oil today. All I need is solar power and a little breeze to blow my way. Batteries to run my car. It will not get me very far. Make my dreams come true All I need for travel is Shoes It's beginning to look a lot like inflation Thank you, Gropey Joe. And the price you see at the store this year is a whole lot more. And well-stocked shelves are simply there no more. Well, you get the picture. Just something I threw together right there in a few minutes' time. This is the Truth Hurts program. Hey, what do you expect? It's free. Oh, we don't charge for this. There's no commercials. Come on. We'll be right back. Let's switch gears for a minute and talk about infrastructure, or what they're calling infrastructure. When Honolulu, Hawaii approved plans to construct a rail transit line stretching 20 miles into the suburbs way back in 2008, the voters were told the project would cost $4 billion dollars and would be completed by 2022. Fast forward to the end of 2021, the cost has now soared to $11.4 billion, almost four times its original price tag, and now they're saying it won't be done until the year 2031. Yes, the Democrats love to kick the cans down the road, lowball you with initial costs, and then just tack on charge after charge after charge after charge and push the projects further and further and further out into the future, if they get finished at all. 2,500 miles away in California's Central Valley, what was originally sold to taxpayers as a, quote, high-speed rail system stretching from Los Angeles to San Francisco was originally set to cost $33 billion right there in nasty, naughty, Nazi Nancy Pelosi's district. They said it was going to be completed in the year 2020. That was two years ago. It's now stretched to over $100 billion and is not expected to be completed until 2033. And it's only going to travel from Bakersfield to Merced way, way shorter than its original plans. 
It's been about a month since Congress finally passed gropey Joe Biden's lie called a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. But now the New York Slimes, a liberal progressive woke newspaper, is telling us that boondoggles are not just isolated cases like those in California and Hawaii, but that they are indicative of the kind of cost overruns, engineering challenges, and political obstacles that have made it all but impossible to complete any major multi-billion dollar infrastructure projects here in the good old USA. Weird that the New York Times failed to mention that these problems occurred many, many years ago. You know, during the Obama years when Biden was vice president. So what's driving all of these infrastructure projects to take so long and raise the prices so very high? It's real simple. Democrats, politicians in general, but primarily Democrats. You know, if the New York Slimes and other news outlets had informed the readers of these problems before that $1.2 trillion bill was signed by Gropey Joe, perhaps the people of the United States would have been woke to the prospect, called their congresspeople and said, eh-eh, not until you put some true reforms into place. One of the laws responsible for many of the delays is the National Environmental Policy Act. It's indeed probably the main reason why infrastructure has gotten so expensive. Issues like where an eagle's nest might be, or a spotted owl nest might be, or where some sacred mushroom might be planted out in a forest can oftentimes divert these projects many miles out of their original route, and engineering costs and architecture costs and design costs simply drive the price tag upward. And guess who serves on the National Environmental Policy Act Enforcement Group? Mostly tree-hugging, environmentalist, nutjob, Democrat, liberal progressives. My friends, this $1.2 trillion debacle, this boondoggle of Joe Biden, it does nothing at all to reform NEPA or to rein in the bureaucratic crap that should have been researched well in advance of ever proposing the project to begin with. And, in another twist of ironic fate, these woke progressive liberals who claim that the life of a spotted owl egg or the life inside of a bald eagle egg is so precious and so worth saving. Yet they're fighting tooth and nail right now in Washington, D.C. to continue to fund with your tax dollars women who choose to murder the babies within their wombs. Human beings. Sure, let's save a spotted owl. That's not an unnoble task. But let's save the millions of babies as well. Just my two cents worth on this very sensitive topic. Biden's big social spending bill, the so-called Build Back Better plan, will likely pass the Senate before the end of the year and without too many cost cuts to it, according to Judicial Watch. Gropey Joe's $2 trillion social spending and climate package will actually get the Senate's okay this month, supposedly. But I am hoping that it doesn't pass in its current form. We'll all have to wait and see, and you can still call your congressperson. They'll never answer the phone, but an assistant to an aide, to an assistant to a lackey, to an underling, will take your call. And if they don't agree with your commentary, they just throw it in the trash. Just letting you know that's how it works up there. This is the Truth Hurts program. Wacky nut jobs exist all throughout the world, and 
seem to be well more prevalent here in the United States of America. A Florida man story. I call it a Florida man story because the story starts out, A Florida man is accused of beating his co-worker to death at a car dealership with a metal bat. Steve Tilbury, age 26, of Leesburg, Florida, was arrested November 23rd. He's been charged with battery and murder for killing Charles Cummings, age 50. According to sources familiar with the incident, these two men had apparently been involved in an argument at the workplace on the day before the attack. The Ritchie Autos is a chain of dealerships with three locations across Florida. It's not known how long the Tilbury Cummings feud had gone on or how long either worked there or what their jobs even were at the company. Way to go, reporters. I'm trying to read a story that you have not done your due diligence in writing. Officers responded to the car dealership soon after the Volusia County Emergency Dispatchers received a call for help at 8.43 in the morning. They found the suspect and the victim at the scene. Tilbury was taken into custody at the time on two felony counts of aggravated battery. Witnesses told the Daytona Beach cops that Tilbury pulled up to a maintenance bay in his silver Chevrolet truck, grabbed a metal bat from the rear of the truck, and hit Cummings on the head with the bat while he was sitting at a desk. Fellow co-workers then subdued Tilbury and stripped him of the metal bat prior to first responders arriving on the scene. Mr. Cummings was sent to a local hospital and died at that hospital. You see, you don't need a gun to kill someone. You can do it with a baseball bat or a fountain pen or a car or poison or any other number of different things. So glad this didn't involve a gun. I'm so sick of hearing about that gun business. There's an article in the USA Today that says a Philadelphia family is mourning the loss of their 14-year-old son after he was shot nearly 20 times while waiting for a bus. Samir Jefferson, 14, was ambushed in broad daylight in North Philadelphia on Monday. According to Philadelphia Police Chief Inspector Scott Small, a vehicle, maybe two, pulled up. Two males get out and start shooting at him, chasing him. Jefferson was shot at least 18 times and died of his injuries at Temple University Hospital. Two men are being questioned in the murder. Jefferson was a freshman at the Thomas A. Edison High School. He told his brother he was going to get Burger King after school. His family told the local news station that he sent a video of a fight to someone on Instagram 15 minutes before he was killed. Cops are claiming that may be a factor in his murder. His mom said, I don't care about no justice. I don't care about retaliation. I just want my son back. None of this can help me get my son back. Every time I close my eyes, I see my son. That's my son. I birthed him. He wanted to be somebody. He wanted to be known. Well, the way the black-on-black crime occurs in major Democrat-run cities like Philadelphia, Detroit, New Orleans, Los Angeles, Portland, St. Louis, Kenosha, and others... The only thing your son will end up being known for is he's one of those black kids whose lives apparently did not matter to someone else. And before you demonize me, castigate me, whatever you want to call it, for making commentary about this mother, I know what it's like to lose a son, and my sympathy goes out towards you for losing your son. I can't say that your son wasn't involved in something that may have triggered this, because it apparently was something your son did posting pictures of fights on the internet or things that he probably had no business doing. But you know, they'll herald your son as a hero as they vilify and castigate and demonize someone like Kyle Rittenhouse who simply defended himself 
from the attacks of armed people. Just take that into consideration for a minute. Washington Examiner today. Majority of voters disapprove of Biden. Is Joe Biden's approval rating getting any better? Not so much, according to a recent Trafalgar Group poll conducted uh, amongst 1,082 likely general election voters between November 26th and 29th. His approval rating was 36% compared to his 38% October rate. His disapproval rate stands nearly 60%, well over a majority. 18% respondents strongly approve of Biden. What? 18% generally approve of Biden. Well, that's only 36. 7% disapprove of the president with 52% strongly disapproving. That's 59. The party breakdown, as expected, was skewed towards Democrats who favored Biden versus Republicans and independents who strongly disapprove of him. 65% of Democrats claim to approve. 31% of Democrats claim to disapprove. 85% of Republicans disapprove of the president's performance in the White House. And what more do you expect from Gropey Joe? Wow, where's the time gone in this segment of the Truth Hurts program? You guys go out and make it a great day, and we'll try and conjure up something without me trying to sing on the next episode. And it's okay if you play this back later. If you want to just buzz past those songs, it won't hurt my feelings one bit. See you next time. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are free speech protected under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics.